Welcome to the next episode of Strategize to Succeed, Selectively Applying the Strategies which we discuss each week, will help you as you progress from conditions to opportunities to successes. In today's episode, we are going to discuss moral leadership and whether that is something which we really want or need. As you are all well aware, leadership is a concept and a role which applies in business but it also applies in a vast array of living situations. Do you volunteer at a charity? There's a place for a leader. Do you participate with your child's parents association at school? Leadership is necessary there as well. Are you active in your local city politics? Polish up your leadership skills because they will be needed in that environment also. The fact is that it has become almost impossible to avoid a situation in which there is a legitimate place for a leader. So the only questions left are whether you want to take a leadership role in your life experiences and what type of leader do you want to be. For today's discussion, Let's assume that you are, or soon will become, a leader in your group setting. And that's exciting. You have an assortment of plans which you would like to institute, and you feel that you have the stamina to motivate the other members to participate on this journey with you. You want to be the best leader you can be. Whether your role model is Winston Churchill, Martha Stewart, or John Smith from down the block. You know that you want to do the best job possible. So what path do you follow? Now you may have seen some articles mentioning moral leadership, and it sounds rather intense. Is that really something that is worth your effort? And what's involved in even becoming a moral leader? Does it require a course or some structured learning? Perhaps the simplest answer is that you need to recognize and remember that before anyone becomes a leader, they were first a human being. So a moral leader doesn't just spring up out of nowhere. They were first a moral person. That doesn't necessarily mean a regular, church-going, God-fearing individual. More specifically, the focus is on one's attitude towards other people and their resulting approach to problem-solving. Although not referred to by name, the qualities which seem to be important to moral leaders have been the subject of discussion dating back to Benjamin Franklin and perhaps even earlier. In his autobiography, Franklin cites 13 aspects of self-improvement, such as doing what one says they are going to do and to be orderly about all aspects of one's life. Throughout the research which your mentor came across, there were several common denominators which described characteristics of a moral leader and we'll discuss those now. 
First, in general, there is no required course which will make someone into a moral leader. To become a moral leader, one must evolve and develop into the role. It is reflective of the combined efforts of one's upbringing and their life experiences. However, one must be introspective and reflective so that they can assess the effects of such a background on their personality. Keep in mind that in every situation, a person can learn either what to do or what not to do. But to learn such lessons, one needs to pay attention to what occurs around them, along with the impact of such actions. Beyond this general observation, there are certain specific traits or characteristics which are central to the makeup of a moral leader. Universally noted is the concept of integrity. Often we tend to assume that a person has integrity until we find out to the contrary. However, in order to be a moral leader, integrity needs to be more than an assumption. It must be a fundamental guidepost which determines how everything is perceived and addressed. Integrity is a non-negotiable value for the moral leader. It encompasses honesty, fairness, and accountability regardless of fault. It guides not only how one leads, it also determines how one lives. The moral leader is also selfless as opposed to selfish. By selfless, I mean that the moral leader gives priority to the greater good rather than to the bottom line profit. Such a leader is focused on the needs of other people, whether customers, employees, or anyone else affected by their actions. Along with selflessness, the moral leader is consistent in their approach to decision-making and the impact of that decision-making on the lives of others. And because of that consistent behavior, there is an expectation that decision-making will occur in a predictable and reliable pattern, making it easier for others to plan and prepare in response. A moral leader is also willing to listen to diverse groups of people. Two qualities are combined here. The moral leader is a listener. They believe in listening before speaking. In addition, moral leaders make a conscious effort to be more inclusive of diverse groups of people, taking the view that different perspectives can bring about new and better ideas. Also an important trait for a moral leader is that they be a rule follower. The moral leader holds the belief that if rules were established, they were established for everyone, not just an unfortunate few. Although as a leader, it might be argued that the moral leader would not be subject to the rules, 
their response would be that it is even more important as the leader that they follow the rules in order to set a good example for everyone else. While there may seem to be numerous constraints on how a moral leader approaches their daily activities, that does not make for a stagnant thinker. In fact, the moral leader welcomes and embraces change within an organization, as well as in society. However, the moral leader does not accept change on its own merits without first evaluating the benefits of such change to other people. The concentration is on the greater good for the long term. In that process, the moral leader makes the effort to build consensus and establish unity. As a moral leader, they recognize and understand that their purpose as a leader is twofold. First, the moral leader works in service to others. And second, that the leader actually assumes the position as a moral fiduciary to their organization. Applying those terms to the process, it may be viewed that the moral leader has a more difficult task to undertake than a leader who has not embraced the added responsibility, and perhaps the burden, of taking on the moral leadership of an organization. There are probably some people who would say that it is hard enough to be a leader of any type of organization without adding on the challenges of moral leadership. And that is probably true. A leader is generally expected to keep a tight lid on human interactions so that no one gets out of line. A leader is regarded as being responsible for all decisions which would result in, conceivably, a positive impact on the bottom line. A leader is often excused for not following the rules, so long as there are no public repercussions. Comparably speaking, those circumstances do sound much easier to control. But to be just a leader, with no moral overlay, does seem to be very shallow by comparison, and that lack of dimension could effectively limit the potential success of the organization which they are leading. It is true that the moral leader has more complex and different concerns. However, once this pattern of decision-making has been established and the priorities communicated, the process will likely become more comfortable and probably a welcome change. Most importantly is the moral caliber of the decisions made by the leader. As stated in the blog, is morality essential to leadership? Quote, the toughest moral decisions are made when no one is looking. It is the sheer act of an individual choosing the harder right over the easier wrong when no one is around to see. Close quote. It is those steadfast leaders who are capable of making such difficult decisions whom I humbly believe we both want and need. And make no mistake, 
each and every one of us has the potential to become such a moral leader. Thank you for sharing your time today. Remember your application of strategic decision-making approaches can result in more beneficial outcomes for you, both professionally and personally. Why not turn that process into your opportunity?